the Beyond the Page podcast where we go beyond the Oregon State campus and into our communities to talk about the best thing in life, art. This podcast is hosted by the PRISM staff, OSU's art and literary journal for students by students. I'm one of your hosts, Natalie Harris. And I'm your other host for today, Darcy. And Darcy is a volunteer with us at PRISM and has been for a bit. I love seeing Darcy at like all the volunteer meetings. She just brings a lot of really great ideas and one of them that was recently, um, which I can't remember if it was in a meeting or through an email or something like that, but <laughs> you had said like, oh, I want to do a Taylor Swift podcast. And I was like, yep, that that has to happen. Like, I'm a really big Swifty, Swifty meaning the group of people who are big fans of Taylor Swift. And so I was just really excited to talk about the queen with you. <laughs> yeah, I love listening to Taylor Swift music and I've been really excited because she's been coming out with her re-recordings this year. She released the first one for her album Fearless in April and then this past November 12th she released Red. And so what she's doing is she's re-recording the albums that she didn't previously own. So her music label, the studio, used to own all of her albums. Mm-hmm. But when she came out with Lover in 2019, she owned that album. And now she wants to own all of them so she can have all the rights and credits behind her songs that she wrote. And when she's coming out with her versions of them, which she's calling Taylor's version, uh, she is doing From the Vault tracks, yes. which is really fun. It's just bonus songs that she wrote at the time she was writing the rest of the songs for the album. And there have been some really awesome ones to come out of it and a lot of new favorites. Yeah, absolutely. There have been so many new favorites that I've added to just like favorite Taylor Swift songs that I'm just playing on repeat, both from Fearless and now Red. (laughs) Yeah, so fun question. Natalie, what is your favorite Taylor Swift album? Because I know mine, hands down. Well, okay. I mean, that's impressive that you know yours hand down. For me, like I go back and forth, like it depends, like, like all the things. But I think right now, and it has been honestly for a bit, I feel like, is Lover. I love that one when it first came out, um, and it's still just one that I keep going back to, even years later. Oh, that is such a good one. They're all good ones, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she released Evermore on my birthday last year, oh, my and gosh. one of the songs she says, standing in a hallway with a big hit, happy birthday. Oh. So that's my favorite. I heard that on my birthday. Taylor Swift gave me a birthday present, so I love Evermore. She really did. She gave me a birthday present, too. It was my birthday yesterday, and so Red Taylor's version came out just in time for me to sing 22 literally all day um it was great <laughs> look at that she really is the best she's given us gifts <laughs> she really is and yesterday as of today as we're recording this is november 30th so my birthday was was yesterday on the 29th so good times yeah so what's your favorite era of taylor swift favorite era is i feel like this also changes but i think it has to be red because of the nostalgia behind it I also do love the lover era because of just, I mean, it's so bright and happy and fun and colorful, Um, but it was very short-lived, and so I wish it had lasted longer. Yeah, that's true. I know I love the red era because I just remember being like that age when it first came out and like buying her special kids and getting the CD and going to Target. Um, I felt like she really loves the album Red, so Mm -hmm. she really like plays favorites with that and promotes it in like the best possible way. Exactly, and it because it was also just... It was one that was such a big shift for people, too, because she went from more of like, oh, yeah, I'm like country pop to more of like, oh, I'm a little bit more pop now with some country. So it was yeah. like very different in that way. I remember first listening to it and being like, oh, this is new. This is cool. <laughs> 
she's coming out with all these new re-recordings and I'm really excited for them. I'm most excited for Speak Now because yes. I remember being so pumped when Speak Now came out. I remember my grandma, I dragged her to Target with me. I was like, we got to go to Target, got to buy this album. Mm-hmm. I was so obsessed with it. It came with music videos of the songs that I listened to on my dad's iPod because it had like a screen. Oh, and uh-huh. I stared at that little screen. And I watched the music video for mine. Yes. Oh my so gosh. obsessed with that. So I'm really excited for when that comes out again. Yeah, Memory Unlocked. I watched those music videos so much for Speak Now, which is mm-hmm. also why I'm looking forward to that one. And like so many memories. I sang those songs mm-hmm. all the time in my bedroom in elementary school. <laughs> I know that was the album. But for whatever reason, me and my cousin were so inspired by her music videos. We made our own. Yes. With like Speak Now, I wore a wedding dress and... Oh my God. Me and my cousins like pretended to have a wedding and we like filmed it on our old camera and brought our grandparents in. I don't know. Just like such good vibes, that whole album. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about coming out again when I'm an adult and I'm going to handle it more maturely. Oh, right. Still still a little silly, but you know, I'm not going to dress up with like Care Bears around me (laughs) as audiences, as my wedding guest. I mean, but I think it still would be fun to make a music video, you know, knowing, knowing even more skills perhaps than your younger self you could make a top-notch music video (laughs) i have a suspicion it'd turn out about the same quality (laughs) as my music videos i did when i was like nine so maybe not okay okay um yeah really excited about her re-recordings excited for speak now but right now we're still in re-recorded red era Mm -hmm. which is awesome and she has Spoiled us. She released the album and then she released a short film based on one of the songs that was 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Not Truly gonna lie, was. I did cry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I cried quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because she released, didn't she release All Too Well, Sad Girl Autumn? Yeah, version? Sad Girl Autumn version. Yeah. That was and even sadder, yeah. That's just the whole mood of the album is mm-hmm. just Sad Girl Autumn, which, yeah. yeah. Because she's sad in autumn, you know? Exactly. She got broke up with. Yeah. Not doing good. Yep. Um, Yeah. But her music videos throughout her career have always been so top notch. But this one, like the all too well, like the fact that it's a short film Mm -hmm. is incredible. You know, and there is like some inserted dialogue, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really well done. I want more of them. Uh, When she does a reputation re-recording with Getaway Car, I would love a short film for that. Absolutely. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston probably won't be in it, but it'll still be beautiful. Sad. <laughs> but yeah, um, recently she came out with the I Bet You Think About Me music video, which was mm-hmm. really awesome too. Yeah, I know. That one was also just, it was very stunning visually, which again is something that you see commonly throughout Taylor Swift's like concerts and music videos, everything she does. You know, like there are very specific color palettes for every album. And obviously this one being red there's a lot of you know she's wearing a beautiful red dress in it and it's just like the things she touches like become red it's great yeah it's all like really well thought out she clearly has Mm -hmm. like imagery and like a theme in mind when she does every album oh yeah like she probably makes a pinterest board but like before every album (laughs) um yeah so the i bet you think about me music video has a lot of hidden messages and it can kind of allude to like what re-recording is coming next which is really exciting yeah, you think? I honestly, like, as much as I am a Swifty, I didn't, I never got into the Swifty fandom of, like, trying to pick out the clues. <laughs> See, that was, I remember being, like, 10 years old, and she came out to the Speak Now, the album booklet, uh-huh. and I was like, why are all these random letters capitalized? Just yes. being, like, so confused, and so Same. I would, like, decipher, oh. like, the hidden messages. 
Look and it you. would be like, and I remember the song 22, the hidden message is the names of her friends. So like Selena, oh, uh-huh. Selena Gomez is one of them. Yeah. And then like Abigail, her childhood friend. So like she has hidden messages in all her songs, so good. which is really cool. Like one of them, I can't remember which song it is, but the hidden message is Portland, Oregon. Oh, Sparks Fly. Oh. She met Jake Owen, who's a country singer who I also love. <laughs> and like fell in love with him but they didn't do anything she was just like had a huge crush on him yeah and she met him in portland oregon so the hen message wow. for that song was portland oregon and that's how people figured out the song was written about him wow so i love that kind of stuff i love reading about it and i love hearing about it so much so i mean what <laughs> what have you seen that could be symbolism for next for next re-recordings because she's got a few more that she's got to do mm-hmm. yeah so she's got quite a few more and i think it's either going to be speak now or 1989 next oh you think um i think so and speak now i would say the music video kind of hints at it because the whole thing is about her crashing a wedding and Mm -hmm. speak now i mean that's the song it was named after is her crashing a wedding and then how they had like the band and like aaron desner playing the guitar it Uh reminded me like of speak now i felt like i was always like seeing things about her and her band like, True. I'd pick up, like, Us Weekly, and it would, like, be, like, her and her band. And I haven't actually seen a band mm-hmm. in one of her music videos in a really long time. Yeah, that's so, true. I yeah. hadn't thought about that. Because, like, I couldn't think of another one aside from Speak Now era where her uh-huh. band was actually in it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's a lot of theories out there that I have seen. One of them being that there is, like, what is it? There's 10 flower arrangements on the tables. But her lucky number is 13, right. so three are missing. So people are saying the third album, Speak Now, is next. See, I love the fact... A little far-fetched, but... <laughs> no, but I love that so much because that's honestly how I feel like so many of these clues go. Like, I remember it was a big thing of figuring out where she would perform for Lover, like those, like, secret... Con- like, she had those secret concerts, right? Wasn't yeah, that the thing? secret sessions. Yeah. Well, yeah, that... Yeah, it was a part of that because she's done, like, multiple secret sessions sort mm-hmm. of thing. So then, like, people found out where it was going to be through these different hidden messages and stuff that she would leave. So it's like nothing goes unviewed by the Swifties. You know, I love all the effort she puts in. If you look hard enough, you will find something. Yes. Well, and then people figure out the vault songs, like the names of them. Oh, I did that. It was so hard. Oh, my gosh, I bet. Yeah, because she she released on her Instagram and maybe also around social media, but on her Instagram of the well, it was just these videos of the uh, just like the gibberish, right? Of just random letters. And so then that sent all the Swifties out to decode it. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because the first one was just like a word scramble. She released like a string of letters and then you unscramble it and it spells uh-huh. like the title of the song. Yeah. And the second one I thought was going to be the same, but it wasn't. It oh. was actually a crossword puzzle. Oh my God. So the first line was the top line of the crossword puzzle, and the second line was the second line. What? And it was because in one of her songs on Red, she says, trying to solve a crossword and realizing there's no right answer. And oh then, my like, gosh. her caption was, like, there is a right answer. And what you had to do was, like, figure out first that it was a crossword puzzle. Oh my gosh. And second, you had to actually find the words. And my problem was, I kept finding words that weren't actually the song titles. Right. It was like, babe that's insane and then i was like that's the song title and it was like gray and i was like "Ooh, is that a song title but no it wasn't no. So. wow that is some serious dedication which is also why i think you know why there's such a great fandom behind her and like there's different appreciation levels of her artistry 
people appreciate her maybe for her just her music or you know having these really aesthetically pleasing kind of eras you know like people talk about those so much of like her her red era has this sort of look to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know but then she also has these amazing things for fans that have been devoted to her for so long which just helps build this community that's really wonderful to be a part of and nice to know that she supports that and supports you it's it's great (laughs) yeah and it's really cool how she does have like such distinctive imagery for the eras because Mm -hmm. that's kind of how people guess like what's next like people thinking 1989 is next because the wedding cakes all throughout the music video have seagulls Mm -hmm. on them and that was a big thing for 1989 because on the cover she's wearing a sweatshirt that has seagulls on it right and then she's also destroying a cake Mm -hmm. in the I bet you think about me music video and she destroyed a cake in the blank space music video Mm -hmm. which was for 1989 and then there's apple juice boxes which is also in blank space she has an apple in her hand Mm -hmm. and yeah and then that one scene where they're like dancing at the wedding um she's like silhouetted like in the style music video so it seems like she's alluding to a bunch of music videos from 1989 but yeah it's beautiful if you haven't watched it watch the i bet you think about me music video by taylor swift absolutely don't sponsor me or anything i just love her unconditionally (laughs) just like dr pepper i mean there's certain things in life you just love and you can't stop loving and it's great and they don't know you exist but it's okay but we're out here yeah dr pepper does respond to my dms though oh that's good so that's awesome usually just hearts but <laughs> it's something it's something it's an acknowledgement for sure i sent them i love you every day for like a week and then they responded <laughs> it's okay darcy we love you too i think they thought i was having like an emotional breakdown but i was just mm. really bored right you're like oh, i just want to see how many this takes for them to respond to me apparently the answer was seven all right so wow for further reference <laughs> um but yeah the i bet you think about me music video is just beautiful it starts with um, Miles Teller, who's an actor, mm-hmm. being like the man in the music video. And he's standing in a mirror and he's practicing his vows for his wedding. And then it's singing like 3 a.m. The song starts and Taylor Swift like appears in the mirror wearing red and she kind of waves and she disappears. And then you see he's kind of in a fantasy imagining mm-hmm. her at his wedding and everybody's wearing white. She's wearing bright red. Mm-hmm. which is obviously like because it's the red area but what i love is that um in the south it's like a big thing that you will wear what red to the wedding of a person you slept with i didn't know that so, until you had mentioned it like, yeah that's so, really cool she's saying like that's her man i was with him first wow. and she stands out in the crowd because everybody knows huh. so i love that she's the red it's like so symbolic and it looks yeah. so pretty everything she touches turns red mm-hmm. Um, he realizes he missed out because really who wouldn't want to be t- with Taylor Swift? I, I mean, I mean, she's obviously. amazing. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's really exciting to see like which one she'll kind of be doing next. I hope we get, I, I am curious to see how long this red era lasts. I've talked about that with a few friends of like, because it is such an iconic album for a lot of people. A lot of people became new fans of Taylor Swift. People were wondering, what is she going to do with her music career? Like it was such like a pivotal, mo- pivotal moment, I think for her and so it's it'll be interesting to see how long she kind of sticks with with this with this red taylor version and what other music videos or other content she might give us i'm hoping she ends it soon and releases <laughs> an evermore long pond session oh my gosh because that would be unfair nice. that folklore the sister got one and evermore <laughs> didn't i personally liked folklore a lot better so mm, yeah yeah, yeah. I know that that version was really nice with the recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm really excited to see whatever she does next. I'm sure it will be awesome. She's just really full of surprises, and I never know what she's going to do next. It kind of gives me anxiety, Mm -hmm. but, like, in a good way. (laughs) Right, It's like I lay awake at night. I'm like, what if she's releasing a song right now? Because, like, I slept in the day she released the I Bet You Think About Me music video, and I woke up, and I was like, wait a minute. There's a new Taylor Swift music video? What happened? Mm -hmm. I have post notifications on for Taylor Swift, so when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Taylor Swift posted something? What did she do? What did oh, she announce? <laughs> See, I've got that on for Dr. Pepper. So oh, good, good. Um, <laughs> now you got to do it for your other. Love yeah, I got to do it for my other passion, Taylor yeah. Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the best. Anything she does is amazing, and I've really enjoyed this red era. So, however mm-hmm. long it lasts, it'll just be a fun experience. Yeah, um, you know, even if you're not normally a fan of Taylor Swift, go listen to her Taylor version. You know, um, see what new songs from the vault there are um definitely check out the all too well short film because that is just a cinematic masterpiece quite honestly of just like the things there are incredible yeah even if you don't normally listen to her music i feel like you can find one song you like because they're all so different i mean she does all different genres and styles and they all tell a story which is always really fun yeah and if you love Taylor Swift, tell us in, you know, the comments or um, something like that. Send us a message on Instagram um, at OSU Prism of what, you know, your favorite Taylor Swift album or song or era is. We'd love to hear and talk about it with you for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Darcy, for being here and coming up with this really great topic and conversation. I will talk about Taylor Swift at any time. I love her. So yes. thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, we'll probably do it again, especially if, you know, before the end of the school year, she comes out with another. If the theories are true, speak now or 1989. Yep. Uh, you've heard it here first. Maybe not. Maybe you haven't heard it here first. But if this is your first time hearing this theory, we've got you right here. So we'll see if we're right. <laughs> Um, Yeah, thank you again. And thank you all for listening to Beyond the Page. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever you listen, wherever you listen to podcasts, then make sure you subscribe to us to get updates when a new episode is released. You can also follow us on Twitter at OSU Prism and turn those notifications on to get podcast updates a different way. And we always love to hear from you, so don't be shy to leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at OSU Prism. Prism is spelled P-R-I-S-M. Or check out our website, which is linked in the description. Big thanks to Darcy, again, one of our amazing volunteers for coming on here. And to KBVR-FM for your support in getting this podcast out on the radio. And thank you to Orange Media Network for making this podcast possible. We'll see you next time when we journey beyond the page.